This is huge in the technology world. Kim Forrest is with us, Chief Investment Officer at Boca Capital Partners. Thank you so much, Kim. So glad to see you. We haven't spoken in a while. Thank you so much for, for being with us. This was obviously, we've been talking about this for a few days, so here it is, 61 billion. What are your thoughts? What are your initial takeaways on this deal? Well, it might be just so crazy that it works. This is a company that has put together a whole bunch of really disparate, can't live without, but not really at the top of your list of like exciting, scintillating technology. So, I mean, I, I think that's crazy. Things have in common, great margin, great margin. So what does this mean now going forward? I mean, what do you think is the timeline? Um, do they do they match up together? Is the symmetry there? I don't know that the product symmetry is there, but I do know that payments and cash flow is there. And I think that's the big thing that the people who are lending the company money, this is part stock, part um, uh, cash deal. So that's kind of interesting. But also um, VMware doesn't have a lot to do with computer associates. That's their other big purchase. Consumer associates was mostly mainframe. And so they are going to put these two companies together that have probably completely different sales teams. So this is a really bolt-on acquisition. They'll get some synergies. But what I think the um, CEO is really doing is putting cash flow together and just making this a juggernaut of lower end, less sexy, but very needed products. And isn't that what it's about at this point, too? Because whenever we look for winning companies, we always look at cash flow. Um, we and do. And so, you know, that's like, if, that's business 101, isn't it? It is. But we throw that out the window in technology because we get bedazzled by yes. the coolness of so much technology that, you know, you just do, like drones delivering things to our homes. Personally, I don't think that's a money winner. You have to have somebody fly the drone you have bad weather, and if you live in an apartment, I don't even know how that would happen. But still, I bet more people would put money into a drone delivery company than Broadcom. And it's a big mistake because cash is king and uh, rewarding shareholders should be what you're about. So with VMware, this is Broadcom's um, second biggest takeover attempt. It had a failed attempt to buy Qualcomm. Did, when you think about that, I mean, is there any reason why they went from Qualcomm to VMware? Um, well, I think there was too much overlap in their product uh, with Qualcomm. You know, they were direct competitors with them. It's a small sort of ecosystem, and they did not want to run up against um, the Department of Justice denying it. So, or other, you know, areas, uh, other uh, legal um, government shutdown mm -hmm. of that acquisition. Anyhow, okay. so I think they went back to cash flow being king. VMware is something that a lot of companies depend on, but can't really take it out once they've installed it. And that is the same thing as enterprise software on the mainframe. T uh, easy to put in, tough to take out. Right. Uh, well, and that's, isn't, isn't that a 
business's dream, right? It sounds like a dream yeah. come true if that was what you were working on. Um, that being said, let's talk about the dynamic of these sectors. You know, when you sure. look at the chip makers or you look at the cloud services, um, when you think about chip makers this is, and cloud services, do you have thoughts on either of the two sectors and how this may change or looking to other leaders at this point too? Um, well, I don't think the combination is really going to change anybody's minds that this is what they should do. Like, I don't think Intel is going to go out and start shopping around for, you know, like SAP or something like that. I'm, uh -huh. I'm kind of being a smart aleck, but, um, but I do think that uh, maybe people in other niche markets might think about marrying up and seeing what can happen to their cash flows, even if their products aren't naturally sold together. As I look at um, what goes on here in the world of chip makers, right? Um, you know, they've had a little bit of a hard time at this point. Do you like that group? I love that group. But remember, I'm a very long-term investor. Three to five years is right. my minimum. And I think the reason why they've had a tough go of it is because there's so much demand. Now, remember, there's a lot of fabulous um, chip makers, right? They're really designers. Yeah. So um, you have to factor that in, but I do think that there is so much demand and it's not going to be reduced. We're going to want more digital information coming to us through whatever format, and we're going to have to have a lot of sensors out there gathering the data as workflows. Right. I'm sorry, it's, it's difficult to hire people and technology picks up some of the slack of people that can't be hired. So I am a tremendous bull in semiconductors. Right, okay, a tremendous bull in semiconductors. Anything else that you really like quickly? Anything? Oh, I don't know. I think dis uh, consumer discretionary has been thrown out, but that's not really in this set. Um, so I always right, no, like to totally look different. And it, by the way, that group has been beaten down. It's a worst performer for this mm -hmm. year. So sometimes picking the dogs are the ones that turn around. And I like smart Alex. That's good. I always love having you on the show. Kim Forrest, thank you thank so you. much for being with us. Maybe you did a prophecy here. Who knows? Kim Forrest, Boca Capital Partners. Thank you.